Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us, shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. More than ever in the history of humanity, it's time to watch for the coming of Messiah Jesus for His people in the clouds and to be ready. He commanded us to watch their prayer. You know the hour of the day the Son of Man is coming. And he also commanded us to be ready. Dove Schwartz here in northern Israel, getting ready every day for the coming of our great King, Savior, Messiah Jesus. I pray you can say the same thing as well. Let's have a word of prayer together and ask for a blessing as we look at the word of the living God. Hallelujah for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. We thank you, Father. In Messiah Jesus' name, we thank you that we're saved by Messiah Jesus. We thank you that we can gather around together in the hearing of your word. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And without faith, it's impossible to please you. Oh, Holy Father, thank you in Messiah Jesus' name that we are before you in your word and ready to receive a great blessing and great instruction for the way forward in this crazy time, exciting time, holy time, and a time where we need to be ready for your coming. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless our listeners today, please. Amen. Well, there is a passage that is so important uh, in, in, a, in a book of, of the New Testament, a, a letter written by a pastor. And, and, and here's the thing. We need to remember that there are five books or letters, however you want to uh, define these writings. There are five books of the New Testament that are messianic in their root in nature. Uh, these five books of the Bible are Hebrews, 1 Peter 1, 1 Peter 2, the book of James, uh, which actually would have been called Yaakov, the book of Yaakov, or Jacob as it is in most languages in the world where the Bible's translated. Uh, it's called Jacob. It's been translated into James because of the which took place at the time of the King James Bible translation. Uh, so uh, the book of Yaakov or Jacob uh, and the book of Jude or Yehuda uh, in Hebrew. And, and so these five books of the New Testament are messianic in nature, meaning they were written initially to Jewish believers in Jesus. Uh, Jewish believers in Jesus. I was having a discussion with a dear Jewish man here in Israel the other day, and he, he said, well, you know, your doctrine is Christian. Uh, where And what he was saying is his is Jewish, his religion, his beliefs, and theology are Jewish, and mine are, are, are not. And I said, well, uh, remember the first followers of Jesus Christ were Jewish. And uh, that was a point that was important to make with him. And, and so because of that valid, uh, truthful, historical fact, uh, then it's no surprise or should be no surprise that five books of the New Testament were initially written to Jewish believers in Jesus. And so we're going to look at the book of Jacob today, or Yaakov, commonly in English called James. And we're going to begin in chapter 1, verse 2. And it's so important. Listen, the reality is, especially in this hour, in this time, following Jesus is going to be more difficult, and there are going to be more trials. There are going to be more trials. Now, trouble comes into the life to those who do not believe in Jesus Christ. Yet, let me ask this question. 
is is the Lord in control when trials come into the life of his children? Don't get me wrong. He's in control when they come into the life of unbelievers as well. What I'm saying is, is there a distinction between trials in the life of an unbeliever versus the trials in the life of a believer in Messiah Jesus? And what I believe from what I see in the book of Jacob or James is we can say clearly there is a distinction. There is a distinction. The Bible teaches that the sun and the rain fall on the just and the unjust. There are there are uh, happy days for believers in Jesus and unbelievers in Jesus, and there are unhappy days for believers in Jesus and unbelievers. But there's a great distinction between the two and the trials that or difficulties and struggles that come into the lives of both categories. So let's look at this together in uh, verse two, chapter one. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Wow. Well, obviously, when he says, my brethren, he's writing to believers in Messiah Jesus. Uh, Jacob, and you see this in the book of Acts, uh, was the half-brother of Messiah Jesus, or James. He was the half-brother of Messiah Jesus because they shared the same mother but had different fathers because Jesus' Father, our Lord, is God the Father. So Jesus... The Lord's father is God the father, and Jacob's was Joseph, Jacob's father, or James's father, was Joseph, Mary's husband, or Miriam, which is more accurately what her name would have been in the first century in Israel. Mary also was a very popular name in England at the time the King James Bible was translated. Now, uh, having said that, uh, we, we see that there's a response that believers in Messiah Jesus are to have when there are trials. Uh, he says that we are to consider or count it all joy. Now, how can this be? Well, first, let's define a trial, and this it will be easier to understand. I think a great definition of the word trial is trouble that the Lord brings into the life of his children for a beneficial purpose. Trouble that the Lord brings into the lives of his people for a beneficial purpose. Now, before anybody changes the channel or gets mad or that throws your theology sideways in the way you believe about a loving God and the Lord is love, then let me take you to a passage in the book of Job. I don't think anyone uh, except our Lord Jesus Christ who worked walked on this earth had any more trouble than Job. I think Job was the authority uh, in humanity uh, on trouble. And, and so I think it's it's important that as we think about the trouble with Job's life that we should ask this question. The question we should ask is, who brought all of that trouble into Job's life? Listen, I've got friends, when I tell them this, they won't even look at what the Bible teaches about it because they hate that their doctrine is, is, is wrong about this and they've been raised up in it all their life and they don't like the black and white on the page of the Bible. They like the doctrine they have. So I'm sorry, I, I'm not trying to wreck your doctrine, but this, this probably will. Uh, so I'm going to read Job 42.11 and you tell me if I'm misinterpreting something or anything. Uh, listen to this. Then all his brothers and all his sisters and all those who had been his acquaintances before came to him, Job, and ate food with him in his house and they consoled him and comforted him for all the adversity that the Lord had brought upon him. Each one gave him a piece of silver and each a ring of gold. Do, do you see that? I'll read it again. They consoled him and comforted him 
for all the adversity that the Lord had brought upon him. Now, some of you, that sounds so strange to you that you can't even imagine that it's in the Bible. So I'll tell you, it's in Job chapter 42, verse 11. Job 42, 11. And if you just use the simple plain meaning rule, which is what it says is what it means, um, that's not real deep uh, 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 interpretation uh, technique there or, or complicated. It's just very simple. What it says is what it means. It says here that the Lord brought all that adversity on Job. Why? Well, then let's go back to Jacob and we understand why. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. But let endurance have its perfect work that you may be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. Wow. Wow, there's uh, trials are very purposeful. Trials are not a mistake from God's perspective in the lives of his people. And, and so what it says here is, my brethren, consider it all joy when you fall into various trials. What this means is, is this. You fall into various trials. You can't pick your trials. You can't choose the areas of your character, life, and, and where you're more confident and, and stronger, and you can handle it better. And, and you say, okay, if i got to have a trial, I want to have it over here because I can handle this. I'm stronger in this area. No, no, that's exactly the opposite of what it says here. What it says here is the Lord is using trials and testings to perfect our faith and our character and our identity in, in, in Messiah Jesus. Right. And, and so he says when he says count it all joy, he doesn't mean like, OK, uh, somebody's dog just got hit by a car and they're supposed to jump up and down and say, whoopee, my dog just got hit by a car. No, no, no. It means in the in, listen, trials are hard. They're sorrowful. They're they're very difficult. And and we all have them and we can't choose them. They happen in our lives. We can't look at our calendar and say, OK, a month from now at nine o'clock in the morning, I'm going to have this trial. This is going to no, 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 that's that's not how it works. And that's why it says from a human perspective that we fall into them. It's kind of like you're walking down the road and there's a five-foot hole you didn't see and you fall into it, right? Okay, you can't know where the hole is. You can't choose to walk around it. It's something that's going to happen. And folks, that's the thing about trials. They are real. They take place in the lives of people and we can't avoid them. They're real. For, For any follower of Jesus, this is going to happen. And the Lord is the one who's going to bring it into our lives. Why? Because he's, he's elbowing an angel saying, look what I do to Schwartz today. Watch this. This is going to be funny. No, that's not it. It's because he loves us. Now, I'm going to explain this more after this break real quick. But uh, I got to take a break. And I got to tell you about this wonderful ministry called Poured Out for the Nations. Poured Out for the Nations is our To the Gentiles, To the Nations Gospel Discipleship Ministry uh, for example, we're getting ready to go to Uganda in August. Hallelujah. And uh, there's an Israeli believer who's going with me. And there's a brother in Texas who may be meeting me over there as well. It's going to be very exciting. And and, and we're going to minister to orphans, just like the Bible says. Say, in this same chapter in Jacob, it says, Pure and undefiled religions. religion visits orphans and widows in their trouble to comfort them and bless them. And that's what we do. We're preaching the gospel. We, we are confident we'll see many saved by Messiah Jesus. That's going to be very special. And so, uh, also, we have our church plant in Texas, Calvary Chapel, Beth Shalom. Uh, that's certainly one of our ministry uh, efforts to the nations. And there's uh, all kinds of Bible translators and pastors and orphans we help in Africa and in other places, too. And so, 
It's just exciting. I was in Lithuania this year preaching the gospel. So you go to pouredoutforthenations.com, and you get kind of an idea. Actually, we really need to update, update the website. But you do get an idea of what we do there, and you can give there. And as you give to this work, you know, in missions, there's kind of three major components, praying, giving, and going. And so as, as the Lord calls you to be giving towards this work, you also help keep watch there for the, on the air as, long, as well as doing very special things and participating in real special work in the kingdom of, the, of our Lord Jesus. So go to pouredoutforthenations.com and do that. Uh, I also want to announce I am going to be there in Texas. Uh, many of our listeners are in the Houston, Texas area on KKHT, Salem Radio Network. And so uh, I'm going to be uh, ministering at Calvary Chapel uh, Pearland. You go to calvarychapelpearland.com to find out where, when it's going to be. And I'll just tell you, it's going to be on the uh, June 12, June 19 in the evening on Sundays. And we have some really exciting things we're going to be doing together, and I have some real special messages to bring. So uh, please, if if you're in the Houston area, don't miss and come. And, and, and we'd love to have our listeners there and, and to come tell me, hey, listen, we listen to the program. I'm glad to meet you. And I'd love to meet with some of our listeners uh, at, at that time. Uh, and also we have our Israel trip. Things are closing out on this Israel trip. You don't want to miss it. Go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com. Sign up today. Now, having said that, we're going to get back to the book of James or Jacob. If you just turned on your radio, my name is Doe Schwartz. I'm here in northern Israel proclaiming Jesus is coming. It's time to watch, therefore, and be ready. And so we talked about uh, James chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And so we've discussed that trials are a test from the Lord of our faith, and they also produce things and and, and there's things we can do in the trial that we need to have in our spirit and in our mind and be prepared listen uh when an athlete goes to compete you wouldn't you wouldn't see this you wouldn't be you wouldn't see a fellow eating potato chips and drinking a soft drink uh a sugary soft drink and watching the Olympics on television, and he and then put those potato chips and soft drink down. And say, you know, I'm going to run down there and compete and jump in the Olympics today. No, why? Because those people train. They train, and they train. They they about train themselves to exhaustion. They they uh, sacrifice things in their lives, and and to train for that competition becomes something that is they're focused on and and they they make sure they are prepared with meticulous thought and effort and, and serious effort you see why would following messiah jesus take any less oh, we we live in a we live in a in a pew potato eating potato chips and junk food uh church environment where 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 demon spirits and people who are committed to death and destruction and sin are coming against uh, everything that is good in the world today. And we think we're just going to sit around and be fat and lazy and happy uh, and everything's going to be fine. And, 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 and listen, it's a fantasy. Following Messiah Jesus isn't Disney World. No, that's a fantasy, folks. The reality is we have this heavenly trainer that is preparing us for battle to stand and intercede and, and share the gospel and to live holy lives full of, of, of the goodness and righteousness of the Lord, to be a light in a dark place, you know? And, and while that's what we're to be doing, so many are just kind of sitting around watching hell 
uh, vomit its garbage all over our, 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 our churches and our families and our, our children and our friends. And we just kind of sit around and say, well, that's just, you know, I don't know what else to do about it, you know, pass the chips. No, folks, we need to realize, realize that, that the Lord is testing and trying and, and preparing us. And, and he has a kingdom for us to rule and reign in in the next life when Messiah Jesus comes. Come on. So, so what do we count it all joy for when trouble comes into our life? Well, we do that because we know God is at work in us, both the will and to do for his own good pleasure. And he's using that trial for some things. You see, there's a response we're to have. We see one of the responses we're to have to, in trials and difficulties and struggles that come into our life, whether they be people, places, things, situations that come against us and are horrible and devastating. Well, first thing we need to do is consider or count. What does, what does this mean? I need to stop. And I just say, Lord, now I know you're in control here. And I know you're bigger than this. And this is a test of my faith. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm not going to let my joy be stolen. See, the world and whatever is in the situation didn't give me my joy, so it can't take it away. That doesn't mean in tragedy you can't have heartache and that you can't have pain and, and respond with weeping and tears and that kind of thing. But deep, deep down, there is a well of life that gives us the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. Even in the midst of this, my Redeemer lives and I will see his glory. See, Job spoke about this in Job's greatest suffering. He said, I, my Redeemer lives and I will see him. You see? So we need to count it all joy. This is not eternal. This is temporary. It hurts real bad and it's real trouble. But I'm going to count it all joy. I'm going to believe in my Savior in this and I'm going to stand Yes. So that's the first thing where our response is to count it all joy. Right. That the Lord is at work in this and he's going to plan. He's going to all things work out together for good to those who love Abba Father and those who are called according to his purposes. Hallelujah. Yes. And, and then we got to and the next response is in verse three, knowing that the testing of my faith, the testing of your faith produces patience or endurance. Yeah. And, and so the first thing we're to do is count or consider. The second thing is to know. I got to stop and I, I got to, I, I know this. I know that the te- this, this test, right, will produce something fruitful. It will help me endure the sufferings of this present time. Paul said, he said, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us. When, when is that? When we have glorified bodies and we come back to reign and rule with Jesus Christ. It's when we're caught up together in the clouds with the Lord in the air when he comes for us and we're changed and we're like him. And then we, we, we go to the marriage ceremony of the lamb in heaven and we come back and rule and reign with Messiah Jesus, right? Well, we're going to need endurance. Jesus, the Lord said, he who endures to the end will be saved. Yeah. So knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. That's the, that's, that's the second thing we're to do in the trial or when the difficulty comes. The first thing we're to do is counter consider. I'm not going to let this steal the deep well of joy that is in me that I'm saved by Jesus. And he has a plan. As, as unhappy as I might be, as much sorrow as this may cause. Then I'm to know that this is a test from the Lord. And, and it's a test of my faith. And it will produce fruitful endurance and patience. I got to tell you something. By nature, I'm a very impatient person who wants everything just to go fast. But you know what? It, that's not that's not how things go. And if and if you live that way, you'll drive you crazy, and it'll be very unfruitful and cause you to have a very bad testimony. And I've learned that the hard way. And I'm much more patient by the grace of God, and and, and much more than I ever have been. 
They, they have a word in Hebrew. It's called savlanut, patience. And in Hebrew, I mean, in Israel, you learn savlanut. You learn it or you get crushed. Yes. And, 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 and so the next thing we're to do is to let cooperate with, in the trial with the Lord. Cooperate with the Lord in the trial. But let patience, let endurance have its perfect work that you may be perfect, more accurately even, or, a, or a, 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 an expounding way to say this is mature, that you may be perfect or mature and complete, lacking in nothing. So what do I do here? I realize the Lord's doing something in here in me. You see, this takes faith, folks. To, to, to go beyond the, the physical senses of what this looks like, feels like, sounds like, to here's what the Lord is doing, things I can't see. That, that, that's faith. But let patience or endurance have its perfect work that you may be perfect or mature and complete the f- full, full of sh- uh, it's with shalom, complete wholeness, lacking nothing. See, he's working on our character. He doesn't want just our lips to say we believe in Jesus. He wants our lives to show that we believe in Jesus. You know, there's an old saying it goes like this. Actions speak louder than words. Yeah. And it's not that we shouldn't talk or share the gospel. We should. We should be very very vocal about the gospel. But we need to have character and lives that back it up. Uh, The alternative is to be a hypocrite. And the Lord has enough of those already. Don't you agree? So, we are to count it all joy. We're to know it. We're to know uh, the testing of our faith produces endurance. We're We're to cooperate with, with the patience and the endurance the Lord is working through in us through the trial, that the, the fruit of it, the fruit of it would be a character and a life that reflects the profession of our faith that we believe in Jesus. Yes, I think I'm going to stop there today. So what kind of trouble is in your life? Are you ready to count it all joy for the reasons we, the Bible tells us and the, for the things we've just, I've discussed. Uh, are you ready to know that the Lord is wanting to produce something in this? And will you patiently and with great faith cooperate with the Lord and what he wants to do in you and with you and with others in the trial, in the difficulty, in the trouble? If the Holy Spirit has spoken to you today, maybe you could just right where you are say, thank you, Holy Spirit. Acknowledge this is the Lord. This is his word. And I'm just I'm just like a microphone. And I pray that he's speaking into the microphone today. Right. It's his word that tells us these things. Let's hear his word, receive his word. And begin to walk in it in a way that we have a powerful testimony that would someone would look at us and say, there's something different about that one. There's something different. They really are something that I need to see and understand better, that they would then learn about Messiah Jesus through our lives and that we'd be a, we would be a blessing to our Father in heaven. Let's pray. Oh, Father in heaven, please bless our precious listeners today and thank you for the word that you've given us. Bless, bless, bless them and protect them and help us through the trials to obey your word and come out 
and wholeness and completion. Thank you, Father, Messiah, Jesus' name. Amen. We're out of time today. I've got to tell you to watch, therefore, Messiah, Jesus is coming. Anyway. Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, watchtherefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.